are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. The Locked On NFL Draft Podcast relaunches September 20th with brand new host. Eric Crocker brings the player scouting. Ryan Tracy brings the analytics. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast on YouTube, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how are you today? I am really good. How are you? Doing well. Also, we're here midweek. It's kind of that that tough point because we're, we're still kind of thinking about what we saw last week. Uh, but at the same time, looking ahead, we're already ready for week two. We've had some tough you know, news, I guess, over, over this first week. And, and over the past couple of days, we found out Ryan Fitzpatrick lands on IR, possibly out for the whole season. Uh, Jerry Judy's on IR. He's out for a while. And Raheem Mostert, we found out late uh, yesterday, is headed to the IR. We knew he was headed to the IR, actually, but now we found out his season is over. Uh, before we get into our main topic today, what's, what's your take on this 49ers backfield? Yeah, it's an interesting one. And I think I mentioned it yesterday that my co-host on Peacock and Williamson, Brian Peacock, is also the host of Locked on 49ers. So he's very dialed in. That's his team. I'm, I'm a Steeler guy. He's a Niner guy. Um, and I asked him about that, you know, Monday for almost first thing and with a fantasy spin on it too, his early take and not to put too many words in his mouth was he thought Sermon was inactive, which I think caught all of us off guard, including Brian, you know, that he was inactive because he thinks he might be not lacking motivation, but maybe needs a kick in the pants a little bit and that the Lions weren't a very formidable opponent, and Sermon doesn't play special teams. Mm-hmm. So you dress Hasty and you dress uh, Mitchell. Mitchell, and you know those guys help on teams, and most are healthy at that point. Maybe teach Sermon a lesson, keep him fresh for later. Didn't go that way, of course, and Mitchell who I think is very, very similar to Mostert. I mean, he's yeah. fast, he's smaller, attacks a straight line, fits the scheme well. Um, you know, we saw what he did. He played really well. And so I was talking to Brian today even about it again. He thinks Mitchell, right this second, middle of the week, after week one, is set up to be the, quote, starter. But I think we both agreed that Sermon's more valuable. He probably... And we may, you know, personally, this is me talking, not him. I think by this time next week, we'll all be thrilled that we own Sermon. But that's just my hunch. That That's what I threw out on Twitter yesterday. I, I said I wouldn't be surprised at all if Trey Sermon leads the 49ers in rushing coming up this week. And yeah. We knew this. We knew this backfield would be this way. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, we could almost say we knew Raheem Mostert would get hurt at some point. Uh, nobody would knew knew it would be this early or this serious, but that's that's kind of what we've seen from him. Sadly, Sermon and Mitchell and and, and Mostert and Jeff Wilson and, and even Hasty, all of these guys are worth roster spots because they're going to shuffle in and out, whether it's due to injury or just just the 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 scheme and the game plan. So to think we have this all figured out and that Elijah Mitchell is is, is going to be you know, the savior and, and the, the RB1 moving forward for that team, no matter what, is kind of silly, I think. 
I 100% agree. I mean, clearly they had an affinity for Sermon on draft day, and by all accounts, I don't think he's done a whole lot wrong to lose that, right. you know, uh, you know, the, the love affair that they liked with them. Um, and I think you might have thrown this out, or maybe I mentioned it yesterday. I've done so many pro- podcasts lately. Even Mitchell, to me, since they're both rookies, if he's the change of pace to Sermon or the backup or a combination of both, he still has a lot of long-term you know, value, especially considering how good that running game should be, especially once Lance takes over. So I kind of want both. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that, yeah. my my thoughts and, and what I shared on Twitter was not meant to be a knock on Mitchell. I, I would still, mm-hmm. we said yesterday, he was basically our number one waiver priority. Uh, hopefully you you all got him and scooped him up in your leagues. Um, it's not to not meant to be a knock on him. I still want him. I'm, I'm still pretty much all in um, on him when it comes to uh, waivers at the very least. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I want all those guys. I'm even uh, trying to, to get hasty on my rosters as well. Hmm. Okay. Well, let's get to the topic of the day on Wednesdays here uh, during the regular season. We're going to do a lot of different things, but one thing we'll do fairly often, and we did this last year as well, uh, is what we call a dynasty value study. We hit on a player who we feel like is is rapidly changing value. Some, sometimes that's a good uh, thing for that player, sometimes not so much. Uh, but just to really try to get a pulse on that player's value, we'll talk about um, certainly recent performances that that is helping to change that player's value. But we'll talk about trades we've seen. We'll talk about um, some some polls I put up on Twitter and and get a pretty good response from. Uh, we'll talk dynasty rankings and ADP and things like that. Basically everything that we could put together to really give us a good idea of what that player's value is right now. And that's what we're doing today. We've got kind of a, a hot name here uh, who we saw have a, a big game in what was basically his debut on Monday Night Football against the Raiders. We're talking about Ravens running back Tyson Williams uh, and trying to figure out what is his dynasty value because, honestly, it's, it's kind of all over the board right now. Uh, Matt, before we get, we get into the value and some of the data and the numbers that we've got, What's just your early take on Williams? You saw him Monday night. You you certainly know the situation there in Baltimore. What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, just the player. I mean, I, I'll tell you. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I still have an incomplete grade because he um, – I haven't seen a lot of him. I, I mean, right. he had a very strange path to the NFL. Um, he has fallen into this job by default. He only got nine carries on Monday night. Um, I thought that was a little odd in that, and, and I'm curious why they, I don't want to say drifted away from him late in the game. Yeah. Did he, did he miss a blitz pickup that I missed, or was he worn out from a lot of special teams use? I mean, I know that the special teams coach is high on him. That's important as well. Um, but I think he's fast. I think he's kind of an upright runner. Um, has some physicality to him. I mean, kind of a size-speed guy. Doesn't seem like a super nuanced player, but that's good for this system. You know, I mean, hit it and go. Yeah, the the Latavius Murray signing by Baltimore, and, and we, as you mentioned there, we kind of saw Latavius take over late in that game, certainly in the fourth quarter. Uh, the Murray signing's interesting. I know they were kind of desperate, honestly, but 
Murray and, and Tyson Williams kind of remind me of each other a little bit. Hmm. It's not a bad call. I hadn't thought of that. So uh, you you said that Williams got this job by default. That's no uh, no secret there. Uh, we saw J.K. Dobbins with the ACL injury that ended his season. Shortly after that, we saw uh, their backup. Hill suffered an injury. Uh, I believe that was an Achilles injury, even worse for so. him. Yeah. Um, and then uh, just just right before the season started, actually after the final preseason game, Gus Edwards goes down with an ACL injury as well. Just, just horrible luck in Baltimore with three of their top running backs, basically their three top running backs going down. Tyson Williams is the last man standing there. Since the injury, they they brought in Latavius Murray, who did play on Monday night. Uh, They also brought in Le'Veon Bell and Devontae Freeman. I believe both of those guys are still on the practice squad right now. Uh, We would expect at least one of them to uh, be activated. Trenton Cannon was the other running back who was on the active roster and did play on Monday night. Uh, he got cut yesterday, so mm-hmm. they're making room for someone. My my guess would be Le'Veon Bell, but we'll we'll wait and see what happens. You've got Bell, you've got Murray. Neither one of those guys are playing special teams. Neither is Freeman. Uh, no, Freeman is not either. Do you? Yeah. Do you expect? I know you, you said your grade's incomplete. We're we're kind of playing a guessing game here, but that's what we have to do as we try to try to determine this player's value. Do you expect? Williams to be the starter moving forward? Uh, and if not, do you expect him to to even have a committee role? I'm going to say tentatively yes as the starter. Okay. But, boy, I mean, I don't think I don't claim to know a lot more about the situation than anybody else. I mean, it's pretty gray right now. The one thing that stands out to me, though, is I don't think Lev Bell's running style, stop in the hole, explode, look around, Fits the scheme at all. I, I think that's a very odd scheme fit to me. Well, they're they're clearly, you know, they're, they didn't have a lot to pick. From. Right. They're 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 <laughs> throwing against the wall here, right? They're throwing yeah. stuff against the wall and seeing what sticks. Because, uh, I mean, Murray, I think, is going to stick. He's uh, he's actually older than Bell, which is kind of mm-hmm. funny. We think of Bell as, as kind of done uh, because of what what we've seen from him and how how quickly he he dropped from basically being an elite player to you know bouncing from team to team now uh but we think of murray as, as the safer and probably the more talented back right now which is kind of wild um murray's going to stick we're not going to see both bell and freeman along with murray i don't think that makes sense so one of those guys as i said is probably going to get uh elevated to the active roster here and uh yeah, we'll see. It's, it was a solid debut, certainly, for Williams. Uh, nine carries, 65 yards, had the touchdown, caught three balls for 29 yards, which actually is a pretty uh, pretty lofty numbers for Baltimore running backs. We've talked a lot all offseason about how uh, Lamar Jackson and that, that offense does not throw the ball to their running backs. So three for 29 is, uh, is pretty, pretty nice numbers for their running yeah. backs out of the backfield. Yeah, I don't have a lot to add to that. I do think they want to throw to the backs a little more, but that was easier said when J.K. Dobbins was there. Very true. Matt, when we come back, we'll talk more about Tyson Williams, and we'll take a look at some recent dynasty trades he's been involved in. Let me tell you about Bet Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your sports action. 
Baseball season's in full swing, and you can track all that action at Bet Online. Get the latest news, odds, information for all your sporting news needs, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, even all your UFC, MMA action. They got so much going on here. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or your mobile device. It's super easy. And check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get in the game as teams preps for their runs for the playoffs as well. Uh, head to the website and or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code Locked On, all one word, all caps, Locked On. That's 50% welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Matt, we're back. We're starting with a tough case here in this dynasty value study because it really is. We, it's a test. Man. Yeah, we're just not too sure, and and honestly, nobody is very sure. Um, maybe outside of John Harbaugh, when it comes to what to expect from from Tyson Williams uh, moving forward, we did see that solid debut on Monday night. He was a he was a top ten uh, fantasy running back, so he, he gave you an RB nine game. Uh, very impressive overall kind of a compiler and did get the touchdown, as I said earlier. Let's take a look at some trades. All of these uh, trades are actual uh, actual trades from actual fantasy leagues on my fantasy league, and these trades were all found using the Dynasty Trade Finder on Dynasty League Football. And as I said earlier, we're all over the board here. You, you've seen Williams traded for a first-rounder even up multiple examples of a trade for a second rounder. That was certainly the most popular trade on there, and, and there were many. Um, some, a couple of trades for a third rounder. Uh, so, uh, again, we're, some, are, some dynasty players want that first rounder out of him. Others are happy to get anything, and I mean anything when you're talking about a third rounder. Uh, before we get to some of the other trades that involve players, if you're selling, if you if you grab Williams off the waiver wire when when these injuries started going down and, and you you just want to get out, you're not selling for a third, are you? No, not right now. I mean, that's just not enough. I mean, I think I'm letting the guy play a couple games, and I, I I can't believe he'll get phased out to nothing. You know that Murray and Bell are awesome, and they look like they're in their prime, and you know that they have too many good backs. So I I, I don't think his value decreases to the point where he's worth nothing and you're happy you got a third. It can only probably go up or maintain. So a second sounds right. And if I'm buying them, it's, you know, I think I'm a contender, which isn't always easy to know after one week of fantasy football. Right. Of course, Mark Ingram was was on this roster last year uh, and, and for the past several years. There was a lot made about Mark Ingram's usage in week one for Houston that he saw 26 carries uh, yeah. among the league leaders, maybe the most in the league. I'll have to double check. I that. think it was. was it? Yeah, the most was, in the yeah. league. Um, maybe the Texans were showcasing Mark Ingram. We talk about that in the preseason as, as a strategy. Uh, it, it, the preseason, the regular season, it's kind of all the same thing for the Houston Texans. I, I wonder if, if there's a trade brewing with the Baltimore Ravens and the Texans or, or any other hmm. team that might have some running back depth. It's a pretty good call. I, I hadn't thought of it from that angle, but, you know, picks are what they want in Houston. They don't need old running backs that have, you know, taken a, work, a beating and were Heisman winners 10 years ago or whatever. So 
maybe Miami or more likely a, a team that knows them well, Baltimore, goes and gets Ingram. And I think I'd rather have Ingram than all these guys if I were the Ravens. Yeah, yeah, I think I would too. Um, let's take a look at some other trades. Basically, the picks all over the board. I agree with you. I would want at least a second rounder. Wouldn't even entertain a third. I, I don't think a first rounder is reasonable. I mean, we, we saw that happen in at least one league, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen very often. Uh, I don't think you can get a first for him, but as as many trades for a second rounder that were out there, I think that's that's a reasonable ask if you want to uh, just get out of the, the Tyson Williams business. Uh, trade for that second rounder. That'd be a nice business move. I mean, you paid nothing yeah, for him. Yeah. Whoever owns him. Right, I right. think so. Uh, there were quite a few trades involving players as well, and uh, we'll, we'll get your thoughts quickly on these. Tyson Williams for Leonard Fournette, even up. Who you want there? Williams. How about you? Uh, I think I want Fournette. I, we saw the report yeah. yesterday that Ronald Jones is going to start, but... They seem to trust Fournette more than Jones. Yeah, I think I still want Fournette there, and that that probably tells you how I'm going to feel about most of the rest of these trades we'll look at. Uh, this one we don't have to discuss very much, I don't think. Williams for Daryl Henderson, even up. One for one. No, I don't think it's close. No, I want Henderson. Not close. No. This trade actually happened before uh, week one, which means before the injury for this player, Tyson Williams and Dwayne Eskridge, who also suffered a week one injury, for Jerry Judy, I can't believe that one. I'm shocked. Uh, I, I wouldn't make that trade right now if I've got Judy on my <laughs> yeah. IR. I mean, it's not even a consideration. Uh, as I say the same thing, I'd rather have Judy post-injury than this. Yeah, that, even if he doesn't play a snap this year. That one was rough. What about this one? Tyson Williams for Henry Ruggs. Those are the type of deals I get. You know, like someone whose shine is off, but maybe a hit and still young. That one seems fair to me. Yeah, I agree. I think I would still want the rug side, but. I think I'd take the running back just because he's a running back. Oh, man. Rough, rough. Tyson Williams for Michael Carter and Tyron Johnson. We're, eh, I think it's fair to call Tyron Johnson a, a throw in. So Williams yeah. versus Michael Carter. Michael Carter was not very long ago going at the very end of rookie drafts, uh, but at the end of the I first round, you mean, right? Right, I mean, yeah, 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 I'm sorry, but not to me, and I'm happy I wasn't on that train. That's a tie. I don't oh, know. Really? Do you have a, uh, I don't. I'm, I don't, I'm with you. I'm, I'm not, not big on. Yeah, I'm not big on Carter either, but I think I think I'd rather. I'd certainly rather have him than Williams. Um, and, okay. and to throw in another piece, even even somebody like Tyron Johnson, that's the side I want. Uh, one of them's playing; the other one hardly is. Well, we'll see. Give it give it time. Uh, yeah, yeah, give you're right. Time. You're right. Uh, Tyson Williams and Tony Jones for Antonio Brown. I want Brown. Yeah, I want Brown as well. Last one. Yeah. I think, <laughs> this is another easy one. I think uh, Williams for Darnell Mooney. Yeah. I, I would rather have Mooney, but I think Mooney and Ruggs are in the same stratosphere. Mm, that yeah, that's probably probably fair to say. All right, so we see trades really. It sounds all- like we should be selling Williams, is by the sound of things, if we own them. Uh, yeah, at least throw him on the trading block and see what happens. Yeah, we were we were on the other side of most of those. I I was yeah, able yeah. to grab Williams in a in a couple of leagues on waivers uh, before the season started. And, uh, yeah, maybe maybe I should be making some offers. I'd be glad to get Daryl Henderson for him. Oh, yeah. 
Matt, when we come back, we'll finish up our talk on Tyson Williams with some Twitter polls. Folks, does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. Uh, it's called Direct Stream, and it brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, shows, whatever you want, all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and the mess and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. Um, you can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Thanks so much. Folks, I want to take a minute here to tell you guys about Built Bar. They've been a really great sponsor and ally here to the entire Locked On Network and to my family as well. My son's 14. He's really into lifting weights now and working out. He just crushes Built Bars as soon as they pretty much walk in the door. Um, my wife is kind of a chocolate connoisseur and she's real picky about the you know in these bars some of the chocolate you get on the outside is really waxy not the case at all with built bar and there's 18 amazing flavors including six new flavors caramel brownie cookies and cream cherry barcotta lemon almond cheesecake carrot cake apple almond crisp to go around to go with the original 12 flavors uh they're great for the health conscious guy or woman um you lose weight while indulging in a delicious treat um, some of these, all these bars have a little bit different qualifications, but let's just pick one out of the air here. Peanut butter has 19 grams of, pe of protein, 180 calories, only 5 grams of sugars, and 5 grams of net carbs. Um, how about cookies and cream? Only has 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and that's what you get with all these, which is unbelievable. So go to BuiltBar.com, use our promo code LOCKED15, that's LOCKED15, all one word, and you get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast. Matt, we have dedicated our entire episode to Tyson Williams. I can't believe it, but we are <laughs> right. we are trying to we're nail down his dynasty value. I, yeah. I, I don't know if we're doing that, but uh, one thing we like to do when we do these value studies is put some put some polls up on Twitter, get a pretty good response. I think every single one of these polls got at least a thousand votes. Uh, nice nice sample size there. Uh, what we do is is compare the player that we're focused on, in this case, Tyson Williams, to several other players at his position. That allows us to get uh, kind of a rough ranking. It's, it's, it's not exact science, but it gives us a, mm -hmm. a pretty good idea, not only of how we value Williams versus each of these other players, but really how we value them compared to each other. So topping the list, it was not Tyson Williams, uh, but topping the list was Damian Harris. He gets 82% of the vote. So it was 
Damian Harris versus Williams, and Harris ran away with that pole. Uh, a lot of people pretty comfortable with Damian Harris in that backfield right now. Uh, I know I know Ramondre Stevenson fumbled, uh, maybe fumbled his big chance away, but Damian Harris fumbled too. I, I don't know. I don't know if he's a lock in lineups every week. Mm, I think he should have got 99.9% of the votes, to be very honest. He's locked in my lineup. I think he's a really good player. I, I think you... I think he should have gotten a higher percentage as well compared to Williams, but I was surprised that the next player will get to him now, uh, Daryl Henderson. I was surprised Henderson got a lower percentage compared to Williams than Harris did. Hen- mm, okay, Henderson came in at 78%. I'd rather have him than Damian Harris. I'd certainly rather have both of them than Williams. So Henderson at 78%. A.J. Dillon, uh, quiet day along with the entire Green Bay offense. Uh, but he still gets 77% of the vote. Uh, we see a couple of disappointing starters. Look, that low-end uh, fantasy starter and low-end NFL starter, honestly. Miles Gaskin at 69%. Chase Edmonds at 64%. All of these players still being uh, chosen ahead of Williams. And then the final one who was is a guy we already mentioned a little bit, Michael Carter. Much closer, 55%. Yeah, at least of, that was close. Yeah, 55% of the vote for Carter, 45 for Tyson Williams. So all of those those players, Harris, Henderson, Dillon, Gaskin, Edmonds, and Carter, chosen ahead of Williams. Uh, the only two players that Williams was picked ahead of in these head-to-head polls were his teammate, Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards got just 37% of the vote. Uh, not surprised by that. I saw... Uh, our buddy Scott Connor, who we've had on several times, say on Twitter, uh, really as soon as as soon as Edwards suffered that injury, that he's he's a drop in Dynasty, and uh, mm, you know it, it's always a question of league size. But in general, if you're talking 25 man rosters, if you don't have an IR spot, I, I think he's a drop as well. This this was certainly his big chance. Uh, you assume that that J.K. Dobbins is back next year and. Uh, we're, we're talking about a backup spot at best for Gus Edwards. So if you need that spot, I do not mind dropping Edwards. I'm not surprised uh, that Williams would be preferred ahead of him. This last one did surprise me. Mike Davis, all the way down at 28%. Yeah. Williams was the big favorite ahead of him. I'd rather have Davis. I would rather have Davis as well. That's one of those offenses we talked about yesterday being frustrated with. You even chose that. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons as the offense you're most concerned with as we uh, head into week two. I agree with all that, and I would still rather have Mike Davis than Tyson Williams. Yes. I mean, I'm not going to change my opinion on Mike Davis after one game that dramatically. I mean, I understand he's got he left a bad taste in people's mouth, but, I mean, he's in a pretty darn good situation. I don't know that they're going to bring in a lot of competition next year. One Ravens note I just want to throw out there is I think Edwards is kind of useless now for Dynasty. Mm -hmm. Dobbins is probably the starter next year, and I always hesitate to guess a year in advance. But I think the way the comp pick and the trades have gone, Baltimore is set up to have five fourth-round picks next year. Mm. What's the chances that one of them isn't a running back? You know, that they don't take a running back in the top four or five rounds. I mean, they probably almost will guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Uh, the running back class not looking great right now, but yeah, there's going to be some some available guys in that 
uh, late day two, early day three range that we're talking about. And uh, if Dobbins is looking like he's coming back healthy, then then I think, you know, that that would make sense as as a depth or as a backup piece. And and that could threaten uh, Edwards role even on the team at all. Right, right. That's kind of my point. Or Williams could be washed away in no time. Yeah. I think we've totally solved the the question <laughs> of Tyson Williams' dynasty value. Uh, in the end, if I've got him, certainly if I I grabbed him and he's he's depth for me, uh, I would I would go ahead and sell for the second rounder. Would you do the same thing? Yeah, yeah. almost no matter what. Yeah. To be honest, yeah, just take it. That's it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.